0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is Reception reception. the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. All
0: right, uh, we're going to flip it to, well, Calvin Ridley came from the NFC South. We'll stay they're in the MC South, and we'll talk about the Saints here. Obviously, the big storyline for them is the fact that they signed Derek Carr. Uh, I, I, just, a no trade clause again for Derek Carr. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. No <laughs> trade clause again. It's amazing. It's amazing, uh, you know, Derek Carr. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't mean to, you know, I, I'm not trying to bag on Carr or anything, but it's like, it's not like he's an elite player, you know, but. He's certainly gotten elite treatment uh, with his contracts, which I think has been yeah. uh, good for him. Good for him to finesse that man. Four years, one hundred and fifty, uh, more like a two year deal, two or three year deal uh, for the saints. But I, I think a, a very reasonable deal for the saints. I think it's a good deal for Derek Carr, but again, that no trade clause again, man, he gets to basically dictate where he goes uh, at the end of this contract. If he decides to do that again, anyways, um, how did you dove- feel about the the Saints? Like,
1: how did you feel though about just on the car thing? You know, because I know we've talked about it before on the show. Like, you know, the NFC South, and all I think we both really liked cars a fit here. And yes. you know, some people have feelings about this is a bad team building move. Like, the Saints need to start over. They need to rebuild. I mean, I what are you going to do? Like, you really going to blow this entire thing up? Like, and, and like, they've been kicking this roster. They've been kicking the can <laughs> down the road on this roster for so long, maxing out their credit card bills for so long. Their, right. their tax guy gets their papers here in a couple weeks. And they uh, it's a, it's a nightmare. The, the tax forms for the new Orleans saints. Like, are you really just going to, you're going to, you're just going to it's a, it's over like you traded up for Chris Olave and now you're just going to stop trying trying you know like i think it was an imperfect solution it was kind of a perfect solution for an imperfect team basically because Carr is going to give you what, what like definitely top 15 quarterback play and he's easily the best quarterback in the division i don't know what did you feel about the, their decision to actually just go ahead and make this move
0: well they can still win the division i mean the division's so weak uh, they can oh, they can yeah, just go easy. out there and win the division uh, so um, so again, I, I think it's, I think it's a good move for them. They have an aging roster. I don't even think they've got pieces to move unless it's on the defensive side of the football or on the offensive line, which I don't think they want to do. Right. So they could yeah. move some pieces on the defensive side. Uh, Cam Jordan, I think obviously w- would garner a lot of interest. Um, but again, it's an aging offensive roster. I mean, even guys like Alvin Kamara, first of all, what's his status? offensively yeah, we, yeah, we don't even know we don't know uh maybe a suspension might be coming i don't know right but even he is i hate to say because i think he's like what 28 years old or whatever but he's certainly you know uh, he's like in his prime like right now right now but didn't have a very years, good
1: year last year
0: oh, he didn't have a great year last year but i, I think that's the offensive play calling for me for me, I, I'm I'm not sure why Alvin Kamara. You're trying to jam him inside and and have him be a between the tackles runner. To me, that doesn't matter. Why are you not throwing the ball to one of the David best pass catching? On
1: passing downs?
0: Like why Why are we doing this, Saints? I don't. I don't know. It's he's literally one of your best offensive players. You're putting him in a position where he cannot succeed. So I don't understand. Anyways. <clears throat> Neither here nor there, but he's got you know. Let's say he's got two years left as a prime time player. Okay, well that lines up with Derek Carr, does it not? Uh, again, Jarvis Landry is there. Michael Thomas is there, who we'll get to in just a moment. But they also have an emerging superstar in Chris Olave. I think they're maybe a couple offensive, maybe one offensive lineman away from really securing uh, that offense. And actually, to be honest with you, Matt, I actually think if Derek Carr is a top 15 to top 12 quarterback, this team's not that far away offensively from actually being, mm-hmm. I don't want to say a championship team because they're not They're They're not, they're just not there, but certainly an interesting team, a playoff team. Uh, and again, not just because they're playing in the NFC South, but like a legitimate NFC playoff team.
1: Well, you just look across the NFC. Like I think Rogers is probably not playing for green Bay this year. Just the amount right. of, Quarterback questions in the NFC. I don't mind um, these teams like the Giants or or the Saints saying like, "Hey, let's try to just push this in the next two years." Like, we'll pay. Normally, I don't love paying for competency at quarterback, but um these two teams, but you know, just these two teams have done, and and the Seahawks too with Geno Smith. Although I think yep. Geno was better than both of those guys last year for sure, um, especially early on in the season. Like, let's just pay for competency, try to build up the rest of the roster and just go for it. Like, because the NFC is so watered down right now, I kind of can understand that calculus at this point. And with Carr specifically, like, I know that there are some people, especially, you know, stat dorks and fantasy heads and, and, and will immediately point to like, well, but look at Andy Dalton and all of these metrics last year. He played really well. He was like a PFF grade darling, you know, he was really good. A bunch of <laughs> he like, really was a bunch of <laughs> advanced. Really and he was really good at a bunch of, a, bu- a bunch of advanced metrics. I yeah. would counter that by saying one, watch probably because he was throwing to it. Well,
0: yeah, for
1: <laughs> obviously, First of well, watch to, the games,
0: what? dude. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah um first of all he was <laughs> we'll talk about it here in a second but he was throwing to a guy who was almost always open in chris olave we'll talk about him in a second and number right. two that probably helps your your pff grade and all that stuff and two if andy dalton was quarterback 25 in any of those metrics next year would you be surprised at all no i think with Derek <laughs> Carr, right you're paying for correct like a little bit more certainty than andy dalton on the back nine of his career there's a there's a familiarity there with the head coach. So right. yeah, Andy Dalton was good. like, that's why I'm I, because Andy Dalton was good last year. F- uh, functional last year, I should say.
0: Yeah. Um, I was like, like yeah, let's slow roll. NFL, let's slow middle roll and t- good.
1: He, <laughs> he was, I mean, remember uh, our late great friend, Chris Wessling always had the Dalton scale. I think he, he was did. perfectly he's, Dalton he's, scale yeah. last year. He go. was the prime meridian of NFL quarterbacks last year was Andy Dalton. So because that's why I'm not going to go out and say like, Oh, this is a massive upgrade for like fantasy for like Chris Olave. But again, it's just paying for certainty. I think a little
0: bit. Yeah, I, you're right. You're hundred percent right in, in that Andy Dalton at any point, could just fall apart. You know what I mean? Um, especially with his age right now, but okay, let's get right into it. Chris Olave um, I feel like having read a lot of your stuff before, this is a player that you are extremely, extremely excited about. Am I, am I correct in saying that?
1: Love this guy. I, I love <laughs> there, it um, there it is. There it is. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. Uh, and you know, this is a player that in last year's draft class, reception perception really showed that he was a, a dude, that he was a guy, he was a dog, right? Like he was yeah. someone that. I think you know, in different circles was doubted a little bit because he was teammates with Garrett Wilson. he was teammates with Jackson mm-hmm. Smith and jigba. he was right oh, he was a dreaded you know he wasn't an early declare that that's a a big red flag and stuff like that. But you just watched him play, and this was reflected in reception perception. He was a stone cold stud I mean a route runner that you just don't see at the college level, so advanced, such a good technician, and could also lift the lid like he could take the top off a of defense too. And all of that translated immediately. I mean, again, for for people that are not are new to the website, even even uh, old subscribers too, this is a new thing I'm doing this year that like because this free agent class is so boring and like I'm not trying to say, hey, we just dropped a bunch of content. Here's a, you know, check out Paris Campbell, McCall Hardman, Darius Slayton. It's like, OK, well, if a quarterback change happens like this car thing, let's throw up the Chris Olave profile. So it's up on the site right now. And it's right. awesome. I mean he was he's a guy that wins at all three levels of the field. Um it, I mean just an incredible rookie season, we know that. 75.8% success rate versus man coverage, 77.5% success rate versus press. That's, you know, that's stud level stuff. That's that's the stuff right. that like when you see guys being You know over that 80th percentile in both of the you know success rate versus press and success rate versus man and also can beat zone coverage at an above 80 percent rate you know those are your terry mclaurin types those are your um you know obviously he if he continues to grow he could be like a stefan Diggs type that was a player i comped him to based on reception perception i love i mean i love this guy dude he's (laughs) he's so good i still feel i still feel like he's a little bit underrated just in terms of uh how good he is you know he didn't really oh for sure he is dude i mean you think i'm I'm not being crazy am i
0: no 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 you're 100 right we we actually talked about this um on the show a little bit because uh he's so good he's so productive right out the gates and it's like we didn't see a lot of headlines regarding chris olave um and in my theory is that we just didn't see a lot of well, first of all, I didn't have a lot of touchdowns, right? So, like, that's one. Four, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and the other one is, I, I just, what, what is like that signature catch that Olave yeah. had? I don't think he had a lot of those. Oh wow, wow, moments, you know, like George Pickens is on the literal opposite end of the spectrum. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes, didn't yes. make a lot of plays, but when he made plays, like, like half of them were like, oh my god, like, geez, what a catch uh, from Pickens, Right. And I think Olave fits more into that. Just like, dude, the guy's just so open. He doesn't have to make those catches if that makes any sense. Yes. Uh, and I, and I think that kind of sort of, you're right. Like, why didn't he get more love for like, you know, you know, AP rookie of the year or whatever it was, he probably should have. Right. So like, um, yeah. he was so productive for God's sakes. I mean, the dude had over a thousand yards as a rookie. I mean, come on, dude. Like the guy was amazing. Yeah. He was great.
1: And he was cons- pretty consistent throughout the entire season too. And and again, we're talking about him. I think elevating Andy Dalton to be like PFF's sixth best quarterback or whatever it is. So right. I think I think Andy Dalton knows a lot of that PFF cred to to Chris Olave always being open. <laughs> Another thing <laughs> I go. think people don't don't appreciate about Olave, and, and they're right about this, is you know he's got a lot of flack for not being a yak receiver in college. He's not a yak receiver in the pros. And and you're right; those are the type of plays, not even just catches, but like. You know, Debo Samuel gets a slant and houses it for fifty-seven yards and people Jalen you know, Waddle yeah. go 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 crazy, right? And I get it, cause that stuff's super impressive, and that's part of playing wide receiver. Chris Olave was brought down on first contact on eighty-two point four percent of his in-space attempts in mm. reception perception. That is not his game. But look at his route tree he ran a slant this is by the way bonkers stuff he ran a slant on 7.4 percent of his routes in reception perception and he's still getting open at that insane rate that like he's not running these little mickey mouse routes and then like oh let me break two tackles to get 14 yards he's running a dig route getting wide ass open he's got 14 yards at the catch Mm. point so it's different styles of wide receivers again like What's more impressive, the guy catches a little Mickey Mouse route and breaks two tackles and runs for 14 yards, or the guy has you know, pristine, perfect technique, beats press coverage, man coverage, zone coverage, whatever it is, runs the dig route and catches 14 or an out route, 14 yards right there. The quarterback has a wide open window to throw it. I, I would argue that there are just two ways to do it, but that technique is so impressive, and that's what makes Olave a great player, and I think – you know the throws that Derek Carr and uh, Devonte Adams were so in sync on last year. You know we Adams had his highest yards per catch of his entire career last year with Carr. Those dig routes, those out routes, those intermediate routes. I think that's going to be a big, big part of this connection going forward. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: Right so to your point uh nearly 40% of his routes were corner nine or post right so we're talking about going long Wild. uh this is that is in today's NFL when you're talking about number one wide receiver that is pretty nuts you know what i mean like that's more that's more reserved for like specialty dudes you know like specialty over the top mm-hmm. guys but that's not what olave was <laughs> like olave's yeah. like a legitimate number one running yeah, guys you 37% know, over the top Guys that do that then don't have
1: like a seventy-five percent success rate versus man coverage. That right? I would, I would, I don't mean, I don't, I don't know that a lot of guys in RP history have route trees like this. But I would venture to, if I went back and looked, like guys that are running forty percent downfield routes, I would venture that he's probably the only one that has a success rate this high. Wow. That's just wow. bonkers stuff.
0: Yeah, it's craziness to me. Okay, so. You bring up the Stefan Diggs comp. Uh, also, when you look at his Routry, by the way, uh, to see a, his full Routry, obviously go to the website receptionperception.com. Uh, but to see his full Routry, it's almost all green. <laughs> Matt, uh, again, I, I've gone through a lot of your stuff. Can you remember a rookie that was like this? Like, he has been crazy successful almost an entirely green route tree as a rookie. There are not that many examples of this, uh, through the hundreds of guys that you've charted.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to maybe go back to like, um, Odell Beckham's rookie year, you know, uh, that obviously was in 2014. That is long before I wasn't even doing color coded charts back in, in reception, reception 2014. <laughs> <go>. So I, <laughs> and maybe I will go back to that. Um, that, that, that's definitely a contender for maybe a full green rookie route tree. Cause he literally still ha- Beckham still has the third best, uh, success rate versus man coverage score in reception perception history from that rookie year. Uh, number wow. one, st- he still holds, which is just insane. It, it's, yeah, it's insane. Crazy. He still holds the record for success rate versus press coverage from that rookie year. You know, those, th- that might be the closest one. Um, Justin Jefferson's rookie year. I'd have right. to look at that one, but th- that, that actually is probably the closest. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going and looking at it right now. Justin Jefferson's 2020 profile on our website, receptionperception.com. He uh, has a, he's got two red routes, out route, flat route, just struggle turning turn and left, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, I think. Okay. Um, although you're not know, going to obviously run an out route from the other side of the field. I get it. I'm, I'm just making a joke there, but yeah, yeah. no, uh, he, that was probably the closest one in terms of a rookie season. That's comparable. Um, his, his success rates are better. His success rate versus press is higher. 96 percentile for um, Justin Jefferson success rate versus press there. But yeah, that's probably the closest one, like to an all green route tree um, that we've got there. It'd be Olave and Jefferson in terms of like recent RP history.
0: The reason that's so impressive, and the reason I bring it up, it's that most receivers that we talk about, um, they have roles, right? Uh, they have they they have certain tools, they have certain skills, they have certain physical attributes that allow them to do well in certain roles. It's very rare to see a player. Uh, do well everywhere. Those are the kind of players that are what we would call special players. Chris Olave, mm-hmm. as a rookie, showing me green almost everywhere. Again, right out the jump. I don't know, man. There, there is something. There is something interesting about that. Um, and I, I, I know you're excited about it, but I, I'm certainly interested to see what year two will bring. Uh, for Chris Olave, can we flip it to the other side now, uh, a player that is well beyond his rookie year and well beyond his prime of his career. Uh, it's his running mate, Michael Thomas, just a three game sample here, uh, in 2022, but boy, it's not looking great, uh, for the once great Michael Thomas.
1: (laughs) Funny Michael Thomas, you know, uh, he was a guy that we did in in in-season tracking, uh, profile on this year yeah um and so when i was like you know what he might get cut uh i'll probably put a profile up on him just in case he gets cut and added this free agent group i was like all right well i got three games from 2022 how many do more do- oh don't need to add anymore that's it <laughs> he's done he's done <laughs> he's done right. he's, he's done, done. done at three games so all done. yeah okay. to be fair Yeah, to be fair, three games is such a small sample. You know, normal reception perception samples are eight games. I mentioned, like, let's have a caveat for Calvin Ridley earlier in the show on five games. Three is nothing. But in those three games, I definitely think we saw a declining player. Like, to to be fair for Michael Thomas, like, I just mentioned Odell Beckham was up there in the third best success rate versus man coverage score of all time. Number two is actually Michael Thomas in 2018, wow. the year prior to his record breaking campaign. You know, this is wow, a guy wow. like 89%. He was uh, one to the sixth best in success rate versus zone coverage all time. Like this was one of the best separators that we've seen play recently. 2022 a year and a half basically away from football, a full year away two 2020 was even an injury wrecked season. Right. Not so much. Now he's like 34th percentile success rate versus man, 17th percentile success rate versus zone still pretty good uh, press coverage scores. And he was running like more downfield routes, only 15.5% slant route rate in 2022, hmm. but um, still could get open on those slant routes, the flat routes, but yeah, pretty much anything in that like intermediate area, he was really just more of a contested catch threat, which is I to be fair, uh, he was a really great contested catch receiver. He saw a contested target on thirty nine percent of his looks from weeks one to three and caught eighty eight point nine percent of those targets. So that's wild. Which is that's wild. Which is that's, wild. That's yeah. good. <laughs> that is so good. And remember remember like him in the first three weeks of the season winning with Jameis Winston on like red zone plays uh, a lot yep. in those like scoring areas. He was he was good in that area, so I think for Michael Thomas, um, I'm not ready to say he's like totally cooked. Although again, he was hurt again last year. Who knows? I think if the Saints keep him around, he it will be because they want him as a complimentary player, a guy to win in the red zone, a guy to almost be sort of like what people thought Michael Thomas was going to be coming into the into the pro into the pro game. Short routes, slant, flat, uh, contested plays maybe some more big slot stuff. Cause really right now they have Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid, who I liked the flashes from Shahid yeah. in his reception yeah, yeah. perception sample. Same. But those are small guys. Olave's skinny. Shahid's tiny. Thomas would, I think give them a little more size if they decided to keep him around.
0: I'm so interested in Shahid, man. I, I just, I watch this yeah, guy dude. play. And he just makes good. plays, dude. I like this dude. Um, You know, and and you talk about the route running ability uh, of Michael Thomas as well. Obviously, did not flash that in 2022. By the way, the guy's only played 10 games amassed over his last three seasons combined. He played seven games in 2020, missed all of 2021, and then played three games um, in uh, 2022. So look, obviously injuries have, have sapped him, but the knowledge up top, the knowledge in his brain uh, that I think he could impart on some of these younger guys too. I don't know if he's that kind of teammate. I don't know if he is or not, uh, but if he is, certainly uh, he could impart some knowledge on some of these younger dudes too. And boy, that that would be really uh, helpful, I think, for some of these younger up-and-coming wide receivers they've got in Saints uniforms for sure. Uh, Listen, there's a full-on data drop on receptionperception.com. I want you to go check it out. There's a ton of players uh, that have been updated and uploaded to the site. By the way, we are very close. We're inching our way towards a total site redesign, um, and it's kind of sort of, we're soft launching that pretty soon here, I want to say, in the next next week or two. Uh, We should hopefully see uh, some movement there, but uh, that's pretty exciting stuff, obviously. But again, um, we we hit on some guys here. But listen, there is a bunch more on the website, and we're going to be getting into that in next week's podcast as well. Where Matt, I, I would imagine, is also going to have some combine takes, and uh, and and some of these incoming rookie dudes uh, will have some data on them as well, and we'll pick, of course, Matt's brain on all those guys can they run a little bit faster for me though that would be that would be nice uh, these, oh these i'm guys. sure
1: you were just like this is <laughs> like, your first these,
0: oh, these guys are slow the yeah. running backs are running faster than these wide receivers man like what's going on here i don't get it um anyway
1: just like i'm not running a 40 no thanks james <laughs> co so yeah
0: <laughs> i mean stuff. how am i supposed to base my takes on on a non-40 wide receiver like what's happening i can't do it uh but no um <laughs> we have a website uh, but no for that. we do have a website for that uh, by the way Receptionperception.com. but yeah we're going to get into some of those combine takes uh, get into uh obviously news of the day and, and some more of these uh guys that we've charted uh as well on next week's episode but if you guys would like and subscribe to the show that would be very much appreciated for matt harman i'm james co see you <laughs>